Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to the Donna and Steve Experience oh. on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine s- and Steve Patterson, producer Don McClain. Hey guys. Spunky Thursday. It's, it's a spunky Thursday. Thursday. It's a spunky I mean, we have so much coming up today in the show. Thursday might be my favorite day of the it's my favorite day of the work week, for is sure. It? Thursday is. Friday, the expectations are too high. Yeah. And so I'm always a little crestfallen from that. Thursday, though, feels good. Even Thursday night, you'll stay up later because you're like, I got one more day. I can go on low sleep. Whatever. And I like the show on Thursday. Of course, 1130, we do Throwback Thursday music trivia. Donna has essentially all but demanded that it not be another week of Christmas music trivia. So I will yeah, oblige you. Thank you. I will oblige you. That being said, we do have Christmas movie fun facts coming up. At 9.15, and at 9.30 today, uh, we will hear for the first time from Alec Baldwin sitting down with George Stephanopoulos. I think that we'll play the full teaser, which is about a minute and 40 seconds, and it's intense. When Stephanopoulos described it as the most intense interview he's ever done, like emotionally intense, of all the interviews Stephanopoulos has done in his 20-year career plus uh, year career at ABC, this is at the top of his list in terms of the emotional, raw intensity. Um, so we'll, we'll listen to that today at 9.30. But we are the Don and Steve experience. We're not a conventional show. We're an experience. <laughs> and so we need to lead the show by talking about our fancy power lunch at Red Lobster. Yeah. A clump, a clump, and a clump, a clump. <laughs> Where do you want to start? Um, let's start with all the secrets we shared. Oh God! <laughs> no, no, no! You got it was fun. We got to talk. You know, you got to talk shop. You know, we got to yeah. talk about the business that we're in, which was fun. I got to tell you, I decided that I was disappointed in my meal. I okay. So this we is why we chose the uh, wrong thing. We just chose Didn't poorly. We? Yeah. The wrong thing. It's not any offense to Red Lobster itself. We all got the same thing, except for DJ Rock Lobster. Let us start yeah. with things that we liked. The, the lobster bisque soup was dynamite. The crab cake situation, whatever that was, yep. the appetizer that the sea crab monster cakes. Dan Seaman got for us. No, he didn't get them. We oh, ordered them before he got we there. We ordered them. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, did. well, he picked okay. up the tab. Uh, they were so delicious. I was just loving what the stuffed mushroom situation. Mm-hmm. To that point, I was thinking, I'll be, this place is nice. I like this situation. And if you want to feel really young... <laughs> 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 go to Red Lobster at lunchtime. 
Donna. I almost pulled out my ARP card <laughs> and just yeah. said, hey, do we get a discount? Since they would have been like to you, you're not you're not old enough. Exactly. True. Scram, will you? Yeah. But then we ordered our main course. Donna, Don, Stevie Boy all got the oven broiled scallops. And what we were all expecting, because we've had scallops before. We love them. Was love them. Like maybe four or five. I thought even three or four I would have been satisfied if they were the right size. They had that nice buttery, oily situation that was happening. And instead, we got what we called scallopinos. It would, imagine if scallops <laughs> became a cereal. And there was little bite size. You get a spoonful like of them. Yeah. They were resting. Yeah, they were about what, the size of Cocoa Puffs. Yeah. They appeared to be just sitting in dirty water. <laughs> I know that you're, you, I'm being told it was butter. When it was delivered to us, you go, are these sitting in dishwater? <laughs> Just look like right after you've really washed a bunch of stuff this in the sink. This is not the fault of the restaurant. We just misidentified well, well, the meal. The overall, what they order for all red lobsters, mm-hmm. that it's their problem. I need to talk to Chef Halinski yes. and go, because dude, you, you know got to up your scallop game. You know the, the head <laughs> chef... Like an executive chef for Red Lobster, like Don knows this guy, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you got to let him know that the scallopinos are trash. Him right now on Instagram, they're terrible. That being said, should say something else nice first. Yeah, yeah. Well, like no, the lobster bisque was so good. Dan, our boss, uh, Dan Seaman, he gave gave me a piece of his shrimp. Shrimp, Me too. So good. Yeah. DJ Rock Lobster had the rock lobster. Ordered lobster and shrimp. That's what we should have. Ordered, but I was thinking this is a healthy option. That's what I was thinking. I didn't have any of the apps. So imagine the pain that I was in. Oh, no. Yeah, Yeah. I at least knew when I started eating (laughs) those little, the scallop cereal, I was like, you know what? Everything else has been great. So, so what? I have to choke this down. Now, Dan was like, no, we'll order something new. I don't want you to have to sit through scallopinos. (laughs) But then none of us were going to double down. No. Rocco would have. Rocco I... was dressed in a suit jacket. <laughs> he got it, so I I carpooled with him. Okay. And when we got there, he's like, "Oh wait, I forgot something." And he opens up his trunk <laughs> and he goes and gets a jacket. God, I'm like that's if great. you want to get and butter had, on it. I mean, he looks like my <laughs> uncle from the '70s. He had that '70s big nautical fly collar on a nautical yes shirt. Um, and then a suit jacket with this huge butterfly collar. Like if you told hair. your that uncle from the seventies, like, hey, but it's going to be a fancy restaurant. And then they just are like, probably a jacket makes it fancy. And it didn't, right? I mean, it all looked like you were playing a matching game, and none of it went together. But it played, darling. Yeah. Um. And I just realized he is super Italian, so he yeah, looked like an Bonero. Italian seventies guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He did. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he did. And we were in, it was but nice we to get to Roseville. Yes. We had good conversation. Our boss was fun. Yeah, it was great. He was telling old. I like it when people talk shop and tell stories that I'm not privy to. I wasn't around for. Yeah, I don't know any He's been of in the business for a long time. About, but still. Yeah, Donna and Dan were really, we were really. We go way back. We were hangers on for the lunch, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, Donna and Dan were holding court and we just, I was just plowing food and choking down <laughs> little scallop cereal bites. Yeah, I've known Dan since 94, maybe. Wow. Oh. 94, yeah. Wow, we by the way, 
I guess I'll just tell you guys this really quick. I then went from the lunch to my first ever dermatology oh, appointment. Oh, that's right. Um, and I just got to say, and I, I'll, I'm just, I just want to shout them out because I've never been there before. Um, Pinnacle Dermatology, in, and I went to the one in Excelsior. I think they're all around. They, it was great. They were great. The check-in was great. Everybody was friendly. The doctor, I love. I have found my dermatologist. Oh, good. Forget his name, but he was great. <laughs> and he yes. did the whole scan, and I said, I got this, I got this, look at this, he goes, look at don't this. don't worry about it, right? Scan my whole body, and he was like, oh, that's a blah, 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 freckle. That's a, that's a, we love that kind of mole. That's a good mole. This is, here's what this is. Don't be worried about that. It's this. I left with such peace of mind. It was really great. Did he look in that's your butt? Said. Oh, my he God. He looked down my butt. So he pulled my back strap just to look like at the base of your back, but I didn't like spread them. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh-uh. He and he, I didn't get my front nodes checked, but I'm like, that's good. Like they never see the sun. We're good here. No, no, they don't make you completely undressed. I was just in my underwear. And they it do great. it, and they do it in in segments. And right? if you have said, "Listen, I have a weird mole in my inner thigh," then they would look there. Right? Sure. But other than that, you don't have to take off your bra. The whole time I thought they were going to be checking my wiener and stuff, and I was super scared about that. <laughs> Especially after having the scallopine. The scallopine. <laughs> I just went to Red Lobster. I just want to warn you. Well, and it was freezing in there. Oh, sure. It's just like, oh. sure. It was a scallopine. It's though. a no judge. <laughs> <laughs> the no judge zone. That's what I'd no like judgment. to think. Anyway, shout out to them. Give yeah. me some so if you need to get a skin check, if you do need it. to get your body, do it. Do it. It's do on it. My it's list. worth it. It's on my list, Steve. Um, hey, when we come back, we got some Christmas movie fun facts. This character in A Christmas Story never got a name, was never referred to hmm. by name. And one of the main characters, can you figure out who it was? Uh, that and other Christmas movie tidbits when we come back on Don and Steve on My Talk. Welcome back to Scallop Talk <laughs> with Don and Steve. Don McLean joins us as well. We got an email, and it is from Kathy, who said... Oh, compliments are coming. Let's hear them. The scallops at Red Lobster are bay scallops, which are small. The sea scallops are the big ones. Oh, well, listen, uh, and it Kathy. it probably says bay scallops, and we just didn't know I'm the sure. difference. Yeah, you're right. But they should put on the menu, uh, these scallops, if you're used to real scallops, are total trash. <laughs> so get the shrimp. <laughs> That's the truth. Listen, guys, you're talking to a guy who loves Red Lobster. As I looked around at that place, I thought, this is more upscale than I remembered when I was like 18. Like the lighting was dim. They had great music. It was nice. I was like, this is where I wanted. This is my kind of place. But the scallopinos got to go. Also, uh, as we're dropping truth bombs, someone just... uh, (laughs) Sent me a nice um, note on Instagram, and she said, uh, you know what I think you should do? Is you should go do a video with a dentist and get that brown tooth fixed. No, she did it. She did, yeah. Now listen, I want you guys to know before I get into Christmas movie fun facts, that uh, Brownie, as he's affectionately known, my bottom tooth that I stopped wearing my retainer, and he is now just backing up yes. from the crowd like he's letting the rest of the teeth move by. Mine are like monster teeth on the bottom, I get it. Okay, well... This one, everybody says is brown, blah, blah, blah. I will say this. I have not gone to... <laughs> We're all putting our teeth up to the camera. <laughs> As you all listen to the silence. <laughs> Look at me. No, I uh, I don't think I've gotten a teeth cleaning in at least three, but I think it's probably four years. 
All right. So, your boy. Next up. Next up. I'm t- next up, Donna. It's this afternoon. Yeah. And I'm going to ask her, is there a chance that you could Bleach work this? some magic on Brownie? Yeah. Yep. So that then I can whiten. I need this polished up first. So Get me back to them. a base and then let me whiten from there. And then I I'm don't gonna... think you could whiten that. That's... I can whiten it. You can? You can whiten well, it. What are you waiting for? I'm waiting for it to it get needs done. To be scraped. Let's it get ne- clinical here. <laughs> they need to, to take a scraper and scrape off the stuff. Donna, this that tooth is not dead, as many people close to me have suggested. Oh my god. It is not dead. It will thrive. It is alive. It has a story yet to be written. Yeah. But it needs scraped. Because there's some stuff on there. I looked at my teeth close up the other day. You can you can tell I mm-hmm. have not had a cleaning in four yeah. years. Like I'm just I um, if there's any, a, I haven't added in two since the pandemic because okay. um I hated I hate my old dentist. Okay. Mm. And so I'm changing. Mm. Okay. And so mine is happening. Well, well, guys, I go every six months. Oh, you're the sort of person Even that I just. COVID I, uh, I, I think I went like nine months before getting back to the dentist, but usually six. Oh every my six. gosh! You I, guys. I'm on the. If they put up a line of photos of teeth mm-hmm. from like this is ideal and how life starts to pirate with scurvy, yeah. I'm in the middle right now, up close. There's oh, some boy, stuff. Maybe. Me too. There's tartar. Steve was leaving for the dermatologist yesterday, and I go, "Hey, have them look at that tooth." <laughs> I mean, the amount of hate speech and bullying that I've received because of my tooth. Oh man! But I do hope they can polish it. Anyway, I got fun facts. All right, let's. Do Um, I think that this is pretty interesting, and I never knew this. Do you know that there was a character in A Christmas Story who was never named? A main character in The Christmas Story was never named. Can you think back? Do you watch this movie every year when it plays for 24 hours on TBS? Is it his dad? It is his dad. (gasps) What? It is his dad. Well, he's dad. I thought he was Walt. You know, some people thought he was Hal. Hal. Because there's a line, and it sounds like when he puts up the lamp, the leg lamp, there's a line where his neighbor says, damn, Hal, where'd you get that? Mm. Something like that. And then the writer came out, and so they're like, mystery solved. His name is Hal. He's really got a name. And then the writer came out and said, no, 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 the line is, damn, hell. Where'd you get that leg lamp? Oh, I see. I wonder why they didn't name him. He was a pivotal character. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. It's probably been a decade. My brother-in-law puts it on an endless loop on Christmas Day. We're oh like, did God. we not have oh. this? Hmm. Wow. Um, how about? Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Wow. John Candy shot all of his Home Alone scenes in one long 23-hour day on set. I don't remember him in Home Alone. He's a great cameo in Home Alone. When Kevin's mother, Moira, from Bleep's Creek, (laughs) is trying to get home, she can't, all the flights are booked. And then John Candy, he and his polka band are trapped at an airport as well. So they decided they're going to rent a van. They overhear her story and they say, if you want, you can come with us. Yes. Because they're big in Sheboygan. And he's telling her all about the, the, you know, the accolades that they have received. And it's just very, very fun. Very funny. You should watch it. You probably haven't seen that movie in a long time, Donna. I don't watch Christmas movies. Wait a second. I only watch It's a Wonderful Life. Son of a bee. All right, hang on. So yesterday we talked about how Christmas movies stresses some people out. And there's reasons music. for that. Christmas music. Christmas, I'm sorry, Christmas music. Yes. Um, and there was there's some science behind that if it's tied to a tough memory or loss of somebody, all of that. But I didn't know that you didn't watch Christmas movies. Donna, can I suggest something? Okay. <laughs> Instead of watching like Dateline, the Santa serial killer tonight, why don't you put on a Christmas movie just to see if maybe it makes you feel a smidge cozy and a little better than naughty. Dateline's record of murders? You know what you- I will watch? Okay. I'll watch Rudolph. Or Frosty. Oh, so great. If oh, yeah. it's on, that I'll, I'll watch. I don't want to sit through two hours. But you don't have to actively watch. If it's something like like an old Christmas movie, those are the best. Throw in a load of whites. White Christmas? I would. Oh, white, oh yeah, you could go back. No, that, that's going to be too slow for her. She's not going to be okay with that. Okay. What if, we, what if you came up to a modern classic? I think you hate Elf. <laughs> yeah, Home not a fan. Al- Home oh. Alone you would, would irritate you. Um, I, you know, one of my Die favorites, hard. the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Oh, that's so good. Just, it? It's our kickoff it movie. Really we just watched it the other movie. night. Where Great score. It? Uh, it's on Disney Plus. Oh, okay. yeah. The Santa try? Claus. I'll try the Santa oh, Claus. It's so Thank cute. you, Donna. You're welcome. Not today or anything. All right. Oh. Sometime. Uh, when we come back, we're going to hear from Alec Baldwin for the first time ahead of his interview with George Stephanopoulos tonight. Stay with us. This is the Donna and Steve experience on my talk. Welcome back. Appreciate you listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Ooh, big interview tonight. Yeah, seven, seven o'clock on ABC tonight. Uh, Alec Baldwin sitting down with George Stephanopoulos. So we first heard about this yesterday. The, the interview was conducted a couple days back. And Stephanopoulos yesterday. And maybe he was a bit of a prisoner of the moment, right? You come out of something and it's your most recent experience. And mm-hmm. But he was saying it was the most intense interview he's done in 20 years of being at ABC. Wow. And I tell you what, I watched the promo this morning. And maybe it's not hyperbole because, you know, he's talking with Alec Baldwin, who, of course, was involved and had the gun in his hand. Although, listen to what he says regarding pulling the trigger. But he had the gun in his hand when a, uh, a round went off and ended up killing a cinematographer on the set of his movie, Russ, shooting in New Mexico. And you see a really distraught, torn up Alec Baldwin. So 
Um, Donna, have you seen this yet? I have not. Okay. Um, I would suggest if you want to pull up the video so you can sort of watch, watch along. along. Yes. It's because okay. there will be some moments of, you know, silence. And that's usually a moment where Alec Baldwin is just trying to, you know, gather himself. Uh, but anyway, this is, we'll play the whole thing. This is Alec Baldwin, the promo for his big interview tonight with George Stephanopoulos. Do you see it, Donna? No. Okay. No, uh, oh, wait. Here's video. Sorry. All right. Ready. She was someone who was loved by everyone who worked with and liked by everyone who worked with and admired. I mean, even now, I find it hard to believe that. It just doesn't seem, it doesn't seem real to me. You haven't said much in public since that tragic accident. Why speak out now? I think the big question, and the one you must have asked yourself a thousand times, how could this have happened? You've described it as a one in a trillion shot, and the gun was in your hand. How do you come to terms with that? It wasn't in the script for the trigger to be pulled. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. So no. you never pulled the trigger? No, 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 no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never. What did you think happened? How did a real bullet get on that set? I have no idea. Someone put a live bullet in a gun. A bullet that wasn't even supposed to be on the property. How do you respond to actors like George Clooney who say that every time they were handed a gun, they checked it themselves? Your emotions are so clearly so right there on the surface. You felt shock. You felt anger. You felt sadness. Do you feel guilt? You said you're not a victim, but is this the worst thing that's ever happened to you? Yes. Because I, I, I think back, and I think of what could I have done. Alec Baldwin, Unscripted, the newsmaking special event, tomorrow night at 8, 7 central on ABC. And okay, I could do without that guy at the yeah. end. Okay. Um, wow, that is really intense. I, I don't understand what does he mean he didn't pull the trigger. Uh, one of the things that I've read about that um is i guess with an old school revolver and i'm sure they'll go into detail about this tonight with an old school revolver and they're shooting a western movie when you pull back i think it's called the hammer yeah you cock that, the hammer yeah when you cock the hammer in the back of that it does not take much pressure okay for like it would with a normal gun where you have to pull the trigger and right. really like force pressure back yeah. where i guess with a, a gun like this um it shouldn't happen i mean look you can't help but believe Alec Baldwin when he says, I would never point a gun at somebody and pull a trigger. Well, you know, that's where I was really confused about this accident. Because even if you had blanks in that gun, why would you point it at a human being working on the set, you know, or at the camera? Maybe it's a, a shot where it's like looking right into the camera. He has the gun, you know? Sure. And she happens to be sitting there because she's just on camera just behind right. the camera. Yeah, yeah. it's just—it's very confusing. I'll be interested too um, to hear his answer to the question when he brings up what George Clooney had said, which was like, "This yeah, just that's a never great happened. question." Mm -hmm. But why drag Clooney into it? You know, it's so rude. Well, um, I don't know though because if you're doing an interview like this, then it's everything's going to be on the table, and I think it's. 
the job of Stephanopoulos to ask that question because Clooney's already had his piece. So what he's actually doing there is courteous to Baldwin because mm-hmm. Clooney has already gone on the record and yeah, said this should true. have never happened. So yeah, he's he being courteous to Baldwin and saying, what would you say in regards to what Clooney has said and other members of Hollywood who have said this just should have never happened. This is just a crazy thing that should never well, it happen. It sounds like almost like a setup to me. Well, when I'm, he says there should have been loud. a bullet on the premises. Right. Like, why was there a bullet in there? And somebody needs to enter. Well, she's probably, you know, being criminally investigated. The yeah. on What the do you armorer. call it? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. And, uh, that, and that, but that armorer, by the way, had such little experience on set. Her dad was a, like a, you know, really in the film industry and an armorer. So she learned from him, but... Yeah, but, and they were like experience. cutting yeah. corners, you know, mm-hmm. because it's really expensive to have an armor on on set. So you get someone with less experience, doesn't cost you as much. There's just so many things. I think also I would like to I would like to say, you know, because this morning Kenny was like, you know, the the family is the victim. He's not the victim. Right. I think that. I can still have empathy oh, yeah. and great sadness for Alec Baldwin and at mm-hmm. the same time recognize that the real victims are the family. Of course. For sure. But no, no disrespect to Kenny. But like, it's okay for him to say, in my opinion, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Because, well, I, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. And I, he's got to live with himself for the rest of he, his life. He is broken. Yeah. Yeah. I. By the way, um, that's a... I, I hear where Kenny's heart is yeah. in that, right? I mean, this poor family. She was sitting there. She didn't she didn't have the gun in her hand. She was doing her job and this happens and they lose her. Baldwin Baldwin's family still has him. He still has his family. Yeah. So I understand the point that he's making. I do think though, um, you know, when you go a, li- a little more nuanced of a look at all sorts of things. By the way, not just this. I feel this way almost every time there is a, a news story about something terrible that has happened or something terrible that someone has done. Because what I always imagine is, you know, when people say when something happens, now this is now we're going away from the Baldwin story, so I'm not suggesting this about Baldwin. But you know when somebody does something terrible and then um, you'll hear family and friends say, we would have never guessed this. Mm-hmm. He was lovely. She was always so great. All of that. I always find myself grieving for everybody involved in mm-hmm. it because mm-hmm. that person who if there's even if they're still alive and were the criminal, I always wonder what sort of like regret. You know, you, we've all mm-hmm. regretted something before. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine a regret that lands you in prison for the rest of your life and also the regret of knowing you forever harmed another family and taken a life and yeah. all that. So they are the person whose life was taken is always the chief victim. But there is a messy residue of mm-hmm. grief that just spills into all of it, where you just think, "Oh gosh, it's just it's just so sad on so many levels." Yeah. These kinds of things, yeah, definitely, For sure. Man, oh man! Well, so that's... the interviews tonight, seven o'clock. Do we ABC. know how? Is it an hour long? I'm gonna ima- imagine that it it will air eight un- or excuse me seven until eight o'clock. He sat down with him in total for an hour and twenty minutes in real time. So I'm sure there's some edits. So yeah, my okay. guess is seven to eight. All right. Damn. 
Yeah, I saw I'm you so were just sad. tearing up watching that promo. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just, I just cannot imagine, like you said, you know, everybody's got some kind of regret, but to live with that and mm. his pain mm. is just as valid. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and he's got all these kids and you got to still be a dad and try to navigate through this this grief yeah. and yeah I don't yeah know. it's just a brutal it's a brutal situation um and at first i was surprised that baldwin's talking but you know i think this is maybe what you have to do to sort of work it out through it you know to allow yourself to be vulnerable and to let somebody ask some really tough questions mm-hmm. and it's almost like you got to scrub the wound yeah, you know, yeah. You gotta get it clean. Unless so there's something we don't know, it seems like the family, you know, her husband, mm-hmm. that they are. We haven't heard anything that they're they're not okay with Alec Baldwin. And I think that's going to come up tonight because I think okay. Stephanopoulos said yesterday that you know he also goes in and talking about his conversations with um, her family. family. Okay. So. It'll be uh, it'll be interesting. I got to remember to set my DVR. Yeah, me too. That. You know what? I'm going to set my alarm I, on my phone. Yeah, here I am. We're delivering this story, but I honestly don't know if it's eight Eastern or it's. I I know. I looked into it. It okay. is eight Eastern, seven Central. Seven Central. Okay. So it'll be on at seven o'clock tonight. So if you're an alien you? who watches live TV, oh. um, sit down oh. at seven. I'm sorry. Yeah. Do you guys watch live TV? I watch live news. I think I'm the only person left who like literally. <laughs> Appointment watch the nightly news. My mom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my mom does do. Yesterday. (laughs) But does anybody, or do you just get your news off the internet? I think a lot of people watch the news, but I think a lot of people probably DVR. But you're right. Of all the programs, my dad used to tape the news. Really? (laughs) Yeah. If we were out somewhere, I mean, I don't like record anything, but I definitely make a point of sitting down at five thirty. Yes. And turning on the TV. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Anybody else? No. <laughs> I, I'm i probably a weak person, but the news makes me feel bad. Thank so you. So I do it in doses. Oh, absolutely. That's so, why I don't watch it. We don't I, have it on in our house because it makes me so sad and depressed. Yeah, and I don't want it on just in the background with like my kids running around and like, oh, Dad, what's a double homicide? <laughs> Oh, interesting. I'm yeah. sorry to laugh at that, but it's so... Like, I, I had a friend over the other night, and she was like, hey, uh, check Twitter. What's going on in the world? And I'm like, I don't use Twitter for news. Okay. I do use Twitter. I, do I just I just follow, like, entertainment stuff. I follow, like, NBC News and... Oh, I think I do, too. Local I, news. I don't follow anything. I just go to what's trending. And then see yes. what people are talking about. And it'll give me something from entertainment, something from news, huh. sports. Interesting. Yeah. All right. I well. guess we're all like a little bit different, but maybe that's what makes <laughs> this work. Okay, Steve. All right. Uh, let's uh, take a little break. Okay. Yeah. But we'll come back because there, uh, there is a story about your boy. Okay. Will Smith <laughs> and his wife. And I love it. You're going to sign the petition, aren't you? Yes. Oh, Lord. There's a petition. We'll tell you what it involves <laughs> coming up next on My Talk. Hello. Welcome back to the show. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Producer Dawn McLean hanging with us for another 10 minutes or so. Thanks, Steve. Really appreciate Hello. it. Hello, Dawn. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're on the road tomorrow, Donna. Don't forget. Okay. Twin Cities Closet Company, <laughs> Santa Stop, will be in Mound. Hey, 
Quick question. Yes, Steve. Before we get to the Will, Will Smith bashing. Yeah. Where's Mound? West. Is that right? I think so. You think it's close to me? I think it's closer to you. Then this is going to be an adventure for you guys. I won't be here, unfortunately. Oh, oh done. Where are you? What's that? I'm going to St. Louis for my nephew's wedding. Oh, fun. That's great. That's yeah, fun. Yeah, but definitely go to this Santa stop. The kids need you. Yes. Yes. Bring right. a toy or a gift for the kids at the Ronald McDonald House. We'll make sure they get them yes, in time for Christmas. Queen. It's going to be great. I'll uh, I'll try to figure out where Mound is. If anybody's listening in Mound, will you give us a call? <laughs> no, 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 Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. It's only 21 minutes from my house. Oh, that's good. Yes. Pumped. Mm -hmm. Now I listened to Will Smith this morning. I listened to him uh, as I continue to make make seven and a half hours left in the Will Smith Audible uh, version of his book, and I'm at 1.4 speed, and I still have seven and a half hours left. Whoa! And I'll tell you what, dude. Here's what I learned about Will this morning. He is. He was so rich, so young. He was 19 when he and DJ Jazzy Jeff won Best Rap Album of the Year for Parents Just Don't Understand. Oh, that's a good one. And he's telling all these stories about how much money he was making and how, just what he was spending money on buying cars, bought a motorcycle, wrecked the motorcycle first week, said, I'm buying another one. Like dude had a lot of money really early, like prior to Fresh Prince, the show. And then he spent it all and then he ended up owing back taxes. Yeah. Like, yeah. does he, what does he say about that? We haven't gotten there yet. Cause I, again, I'm like a gajillion hours into the book, and we're still not even at the point where he's on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air yet. Oh, I thought you got to the point that he owed back taxes. No, that was just from a random fun fact the other day. Things that make you go, huh? I yes. Mm. There's Will Smith news everywhere, including today about a petition. Yeah, so if you're tired of, uh, you know, being bombarded by the intimate details of Will Smith and Jada Pinkett's lives, huh? <laughs> <laughs> You're not alone because there is a guy. His name is Dexter Morales. Okay. He started an online petition titled, Stop Interviewing Will and Jada Smith. (laughs) (laughs) As of last night, it was close to hitting 10,000. That's their goal. 10,000 signatures. I think they were at 9,400. How can we find this? Because I want to see how many. I bet they surpassed that by now. He didn't explain why he started this petition. His only comment on the page is, poor Will Smith. But a lot of people, you know, had commented, like, (laughs) everything I learn about this couple is against my will. (laughs) Free us. Attention-seeking is a mental illness. They need to get help. I wonder if Will Smith, he's got to be aware of this, right? I would imagine. I want to see this now. But you know what? Even if the petition, because I think 10,000 is the magic number where it gets then passed to the White House. I think that's how it works. I don't know how it works at all. And so uh, that's, I think that's why that's always a magic number to get to 10,000 signatures. But even if they did, they still have red table talks. 
Yeah, so I've they, never seen that show. Is it on Facebook or something? Yes. Uh, I don't even know watch. how you watch it. Oh. Uh, what it's is it? a lot. It's a lot. And it just, it's not going to end because it's really popular, but I just don't know what else they can mine out of. Yeah. It's I mean, ex- from their parenting to, to their sex and more sex and, and their then, kids' sex. and, and Oh, don't talk about your kids' sex. No, the kids come on and talk about their sex. I don't know. If With I... their grandma and yeah. mom sitting there. I'm, I'm, yeah. Hey, Nana, can I tell you about sex that I'm having? Nope. I'm just trying to say it out loud to see if I can imagine a scenario I mean, where it would feel good. But people have to... Don't you have to kind of go out of your way to watch that? I think you choose it, to watch it, right? Yeah, yeah yes I don't and no. anymore. I did a couple, and then I'm like, I'm this is TMI stuff. But then it starts trending, Donna, and yeah. then they put it out, oh, and then yeah. it's so it's now it's on Twitter. Now you've got headline blurbs. Now, now people are sharing it on Facebook. Vaginas together. I mean, that happened where oh, Grandma I saw that. and Mom and Willow they all steamed their vaginas together. <laughs> Okay. And they're like, oh, and talking about the sensations. And, you know, Ew. personally, I the saw Will Smith stuff, I might sound like the biggest prude ever right now. But I love it. Say it. Okay. So all of his talk about the way he and Jada run their relationship mm-hmm. seems like he is saying this is the ultimate way that everyone wants to live and we have figured it out and you're just all lying to yourselves. So there's an arrogance about their sexuality that seems pushy and like, no, I don't. Mm. And then he kind of tries to gaslight people into thinking all yes. men want this. And yes. I, now I'm like, yeah. I don't like him at all anymore. I literally don't like the dude. That's from oh, that wow. G, GQ article, yes. right? The, the GQ interview that he did. Yeah, and I only read the headlines uh, from that. But yeah, it was leaving me, if the key to like never getting divorced is an open marriage, then you, you and I have an intellectual disagreement. Yeah. About what marriage is intended to be. Exactly. And so. Yeah. And then he says things like, um, we're not holding each other prisoner. We choose to be together. Mm. You know, like kind of like right on making you feel bad about yourself. I'm not in a marriage, but I am in a very committed relationship. Right. Mm -hmm. And we live together. So it's like it's not a prison for me. Right. You know, and I don't think good marriages are prisons. Right. I agree. Listen, there's a misnomer about freedom. Some people think freedom is the absence of all restraints, where it's a more complicated concept than that. And others say freedom is the presence of the right restrictions that leads you actually to a freer, richer, more beautiful life. Donna yawned as I said the whole thing. I'm on board like I'm at a seminar sleeping. with Steve and he's the guru. And I'm like, yes. That's yes. why I'm growing my beard it just, out. It makes you, you know, all that kind of stuff for me. There'd be jealousy and, you know, maybe I'm not as evolved as Will and Jada. But it just feels like really out of touch. Yeah. They're just mm-hmm. not traditional. You know, I'm sure. not a traditional person. I And so I... If it okay, if it works for you, whatever. Yeah, I don't but like that. Don't be preaching to, Try to other people. Me. Well, I want to. I want to now <laughs> preach back to Will. Right. Is he going to talk about this in his book? 
Oh, I don't for know. sure. Well, you're listening to it, so yes, he is. Oh, and he's we've we've talked about some things already. He is, you know, to his credit. Now, let me say this: to his credit, um, in his book, he has been very open and honest to this point, the first twenty years of his life. I though, you know. I'm kind of just excited about, let's get to the movies. Like, how did you find out you landed Fresh Prince? Tell me about uh, what it was like the first day on set with Tommy Lee Jones on Men in Black. Did you know Martin Lawrence well before Bad Boys? How did you guys have such good chemistry? I want to get to the movie stuff. That's all. I hear you. He does speak openly about his marriage. Okay. Well, I'll get there. I'll get there. All right. I don't want to. I'm going to go. <laughs> oh, no, you have to stay because yeah, I'm going. It. All right. I'm just, oh, you go, Dawn. I'm going to take a little snooze and we'll okay. be back in like two minutes or so. All right. We'll be right Cat back. Catnap. All right.